Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is Episode 30. Our recap will be given by Keith Gregg as his character, Gunter Block. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Keith? The leg. The leg is here. It's stored in a tomb. It seems like it'll be so simple compared to all the other uh, pieces we've had to search for. We came up with a rather uh, simple plan, but, you know, the simple, simpler the better. Less mistakes. We just simply go to the, to the chapel and go to the tomb of St. Isidore one late evening and then just pry the tomb open and take the leg in the darkness simple but elegant we arrived about a little after 10 o'clock the chapel was not busy when we arrived <clears throat> theodore and gabriel went to the tomb while i and dorian stood guard using this nasty cough that i've acquired since finding the torso piece i was i was able to dissuade a tourist couple from coming down the alcove with the tomb Sadly, nothing is ever as easy as we we thought it would be. To our shock and disappointment, we discovered that the leg was already gone. A note was left behind apologizing to the saint for the desecration of his resting place. But the prior grave robber had needed the leg to repair a figure for his friend. His friend had apparently lost his grandson at Mount Mont at the Battle of Mont Grappa during the Great War. The envelope did have a clue clue on it, a wax seal with a unique heraldry upon it. We planned to research the heraldry tomorrow, but we needed rest for the night. Dorian and I have been spending the most time with the pieces, and they seem to have uh, gotten, gotten to us. We were unable to sl sleep away from the pieces. I felt like a drug addict. I, I know that I need to get away from the piece, but the withdrawal symptoms were too strong to ignore. I knocked on Dr. Kurz's uh, room, and he admitted me, and it, just as soon as I was near the torso, I was sleep overcame me. Next morning, we discovered in the paper another murder has occurred. A gondolier was torn to pieces in his boat, and some people swore they saw death himself pulling a gondola. The health department is also concerned that the stagnant water is helping the bubonic plague return to the city. Aghast. Is death and violence to follow us always on this journey? At the library, we were able to discover that the Herald was was to the family of Germanchi, who were doll makers for generations in the city, but have recently changed to making prosthetics for veterans. We went to their factory to hopefully find the man who took the leg. We agreed that I would pose as a businessman wanting to invest in their company to expand it into Germany. However, Dorian went horribly off script and started implying that I needed a prosthetic leg. Through some quick thinking, I clarified wh what he meant, that my leg was injured, but I didn't need a prosthetic leg. I was looking to ex bring prosthetic legs to Germany. Dorian and I were given a tour of the factory, but found out that the grandfather had already passed away. Another dead end. But Dorian was able to discuss with the father his desire to find the piece and wanted to look in the company books for a clue. The search is anew. 
As I as as Dorian was talking to the father, I looked out the window and saw Dr. Neruda talking to some of the workers. Hopefully he's not causing any more uh, trouble. Excellent. So the one thing I need to start writing down is time of day that, that we are at. Uh, are we in the afternoon? Yes. Exactly. Right. Okay. Uh, so, um, as I recall, Gramanchi said that you could come back later or tomorrow. I believe it was tomorrow that he if they were busy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to just say this. Um, those of you who were in the office in the in the building. Could do a a spot hidden for me. Yeah. Yeah. You also, Dorian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't actually see where these records might be kept. He said yeah. office, but you didn't get a chance to see them at that time. All right. So it's the evening. What do you guys want to do? You're kind of stuck. It's uh, the location where this gondolier uh, was found and massacred. Is that nearby? It doesn't say where it took oh. place. Okay. Although I believe that the uh, witnesses that said they saw death, they, he was on the Grand Canal. Although, because the Grand Canal cuts all the way through the city, that is not very specific. Right. Perhaps we could uh, just walk the, the uh, canal, see see more of the city. I've heard it's quite lovely in the in the evening. You know, and I, I personally am not not tired. I slept wonderful last last night. Once I got into your room, uh, Doctor Curse. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. Uh, although it does suggest that uh, our concerns about attachment to the relic are correct. Uh, do you think that the limb is still on the premises, or do you think it has been taken somewhere? I thought it would be, it was, uh, I got the impression from uh, the note left behind that it was uh, given to his uh, friend. Uh, it's, I don't think it was exactly literal, I don't know what is implied. How, how do they uh, bury people here on this man-made island that has no earth? Is it all vertical tombs? No, I believe there is an, a smaller island that is uh, an entire, the whole thing is a cemetery. I wonder if it would make sense for someone, a distraught father, to take this object to the gravesite of his beloved son. Hmm. I mean, Not I can, that I want to stop, uh, start island hopping uh, on a whim, but... As you guys are walking about, though, and you were having this discussion, you begin to notice that there is a great deal of unrest. Um, 
there have been a number of protests. There have been a number of black shirts beating people up. Um, there's not as many people on the streets this evening as you've seen in the past. Uh, and people who you do see, uh, they, they tend to be uh, not, not fooling around. They're going somewhere for some reason, and they're, they're walking briskly. And the mood of, the, uh, of Venice seems to be kind of on the edge. Uh, people are nervous. Not unlike the strange moods that you've seen, like in Milan, where the people were upset about the diva. In this case, they just seem to be just nervous energy. Uh, perhaps as you're walking down one street, you hear, uh, you know, a protest or a riot that's that's sort of starting. And do I catch uh, any Italian conversations with uh, maybe? Maybe kind um, of a little more I'm detail. sure you do, but they're all just generalized, uh, you know, one one thing or another. Uh, people are upset because the 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 canals smell bad. Uh, people are getting sick. The devil were, is running about in uh, on on a gondola. People are being murdered. Yeah, horrific uh, murders. People are feeling feeling very unsafe. Perhaps that will allow us to find a good dinner special. Uh, I wonder if there's some place that we should uh, uh, watch the canal overnight. Perhaps we should have an overnight watch somewhere from our hotel and see if death does pull a gondola. Although it, the fence and the gondola murder don't suggest a pattern yet. No. There are lots of places where, obviously, you can watch the Grand Canal. It's pretty big. Yeah, it snakes through. You know, quite a bit. I mean, if Karen is here, I hope he's not planning to ferry any of us down the River Styx. Mm. <laughs> Although, I mean, that said, I I believe, I think as I've said before, that Whatever it is that's doing this, followed us from Milan. Oh, you think these it was... deaths are so similar to the um, to the the death of that? Uh, I forget his name, that, but yeah, the, the, the man who was crushed in the alley and then appeared on the rooftop. Yeah. Faccia, yeah, either following us. Faccia. Or following also the, the clues to collect the simulacrum. Or following the pieces we have brought. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it is following us, then we should probably either try and confront it or get out of the city as soon as we can. The only way to do that is to find this piece. What's, what's interesting also to consider is this... this whatever it is, killed a member of the Brotherhood of the Skin. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they, uh... It's like another test. third party, like the, like the Duke. Or your god. God was mad at, and his, his old religion's full of, uh, people's, uh, pagan gods sacrifice. From all my, from all my studies in, uh, 
in Christianity, uh, Gunther, I, I've not heard of somebody being picked up and dropped by angels before. That would be a first. He was squished first and then moved, perhaps uh, symbolically. I wonder actually if the corpse was moved by whatever this thing is as a signal to us or a warning. Hmm. Uh, even in where he was found in the alley, his, the corpse was uh, difficult to explain. Crushed by an invisible boulder. Well, uh, perhaps we eat, uh, read the evening paper, uh, have an aperitif, see if we find some inspiration. Agreed. I could, I could go for some uh, dinner. Okay. So you find a fairly decent place. I mean, what place is it? It's Italian food. It's going to be delicious. Um, uh, you find it a place to eat. You eat, and uh, we'll say it's around 8 o'clock or maybe 9. It's cold. Um there are clouds that have moved in over the city. It is winter. Uh, hopefully there won't be any snow. Uh, but it's it's quite cold outside. You've got heavy jackets, so if you continue to wander around. Um, are there other diners also nervous? Yeah, and there's far fewer of them than you would expect. Some um, restaurants perhaps are closed early? Yeah. That wouldn't no, be unreasonable. It's, nothing uh, new in an evening paper, though. There's not a announcement. Um, more or, of the same. Just, just unrest. Uh, what's what's going on in Venice? Why are people reacting so badly? Uh, fear has gripped the city. You can say. Uh, the uh, woman who saw her fiance was it impaled on the fence. She. Uh -huh was being held by the authorities, yes? Yes. Yes, and she 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 chewed through her own tongue, screaming yes. about the devil. Ah, uh, yes. I don't Some think she'll be death? able to tell us anything. No, that's, yeah, that is uh, very preventative for spilling the beans. But yeah, as you were saying, some have seen, say they've seen death, others, like, uh, the she saw the a woman beast. saw beast, the devil. It's so people are projecting what they need to see on this entity. But what I mean, that, that does tell us something. If if they if it appears to be death or the devil, both of those figures in human mythology tend to be anthropomorphic, like. Whatever it is, will probably look a great deal like us. Yeah. And it also seems like we have some significant political upheaval here. The the black shirts are, are making everyone on edge. Yes, I don't know how much I would care to discuss those matters. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gee, I'm not broadcasting this to the rest of <laughs> Last thing we need is somebody in the city crypt of fear being like, look at all these foreigners. Yeah. So, talking about 
the unrest. So as you are walking about on your way back to the hotel, we'll assume because it's getting later and and it's cold. You you come down an alley and you you can see there's a bridge ahead of you that's crossing one of the smaller canals. And there are two people standing on the bridge. There's a man and a woman. And uh, she seems a little alarmed, and he is pointing at something. And uh, he's saying in Italian to her, There, there, you see it? What is that? Is he uh, pointing down at the water? He's or pointing down the at the water. Okay. Um, what kind of jog the be- the best my fat body can do to kind of get there and look <laughs> all right so as you come out of the shadows and onto the end of the bridge you see him up there and and she's she's clutching him and she's saying what what on earth is it uh so do you run out onto the bridge and look oh, oh yeah yeah all right, do a spot hidden for me if you're going to do that. And the man sees you, and he's like, do you see that? Do you see that there? 99. God. 74. <laughs> no. I can spend three to have a heart if a regular is insufficient. Regular's fine. Yeah, I failed. Okay. So only, only Ro- Roland. Roland, as you're looking, um, now what you've got is the effect of there are lights on buildings across from you, and there are lights on the canal, and it reflects in the water, and the water sparkles. And you can see him pointing to something that looks a little like a disturbance in the water, maybe 30 feet from where you are. And your first impression is it's an animal, something splashing on the surface. You think you see for a moment what looks like a large tail fin, maybe mm-hmm. from a large fish. And nothing like clothing, so no one fell in. No, no, nothing like clothing. But then you notice that there are also something that look very much like arms. Mm up near where you'd expect the shoulders of a person to be, except that as it comes to the surface and flops a bit, the face is definitely a fish, a big fish. But it almost looks like it has human arms. And then there's another one, not far from it. And then there's a splash and a wiggle and the light reflects and it dives into the water and then it's gone. Uh, he seems. He says it's been there for like two minutes. It or or they, Signor. He's like, what? What is this? Uh, I've. It was like a fish, but like a man, like a like a a, a mermaid, but not a mermaid. What uh, was it? Impossible to tell the color because of the yeah, evening light. Just, yeah, dark. And even even as it was, it's like it was so floppy in the water. You keep saying rationally that could be a mermaid. You know that's just Whoa. nonsense. But what was it? A man wrestling with a fish? 
Are there some sort of, is there a, a dolphin thing that swims in the brine of the, the bay? He's just like, mm. Yeah, but those have mammal faces. That looked like a fish. Looks like a fish. A piche. Very now strange. That... None of you saw it? It was no. not. You but... all saw something splashing, but you right. didn't see any. Is there a... Uh... It'd have been a duck flopping in the water for all you could see. Yeah. If I get... Should I roll sanity? Is it that yeah, you can, you can roll sanity if you want. This would just be one if you fail. Oh, oh, three. Could I get off the bridge and come down to like, uh, like the bank of the canal? To see, would that possibly be closer? Well, there is no bank right here. It's the canal okay. and the little bridge going between buildings on either okay. side. All right. Yeah. Is it going? Uh, the tide is going. Is it with, with the tide or against the tide? Well, I mean, so far you haven't really seen the tide come in or go out. It's just been stagnant. Mm. So you can't really tell. Uh, how is the woman? Is she calmed down now? Well, yeah, he's comforting her, and they're walking on now. Mm. And he says, "I don't, I don't have a clue what that is." And she says, "You know, let's just go home." Yeah, perhaps we go back and check on our limps and uh, see what our brains can put together. There's. Any number of things that are out of place in Venice right now. They're, hmm. Very fishy. What, yeah. Must be. wonder if we brought any uh, doggy bag home from the restaurant, maybe see if we could throw some food to it, like a carp, feeding carp or something. Bring it up to the surface. I do not imagine that the restaurants of Venice in 1923 send you home with a doggy bag with a little cardboard carton oh they can just throw their food away oh what a, what a no they have eat it the fascists <laughs> have improved <laughs> it smells like they throw all the leftovers in the canal mm, yeah mm. okay so you stand there for a few minutes, and it's cold, and the the wind off the water is cold. Checking both sides of the bridge in case it crosses. Like the water a looks very black and oily and smelly. Did did oh no, that's right. I I didn't see it. Did uh, 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 Roland, uh, Doctor Kurz, do you see maybe what direction they swam off to, or they seem to just go just down? Yeah, I'm just okay. Hmm. Well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you stand there long enough, if it doesn't come back up, I don't know what. Yeah, nothing comes back. And the water isn't really moving. That's why it right. smells, they say, is because right now there is some backup. So we can't follow it if it was going, say, downstream or something. Is, is it easy to remember where we are currently? So, like, maybe if I decided to come back later tonight in two or three hours, just to... I, to, I believe uh, that... Many uh, of the bridges have names on them, yes. I think they also have name plaques on the buildings of the street that you're on. Okay. So, so if yeah. I 
if I make a mental note of where we are, because I might, if things are smooth back at the hotel, I might come back here in two or three hours for a half hour. Okay. Bring a fishing pole and some halibut. So, so we'll say that you head back to your uh, apartments. And uh, when you get there, um, nothing has been disturbed. Everything is as it was. Nothing has disturbed itself either. They are not no. another tableau and one of the chaise lounge. It's as good at least. The hand is scratching the torso. Disgusting. Well, you have an appointment uh, tomorrow. I, I guess it's in the evening because you're bringing him some more drink, yes? Uh, well, yeah, or lunch, yeah, maybe. Lunch, yeah, have a couple of drinks at lunch. They seem to enjoy a uh, drink at lunch. Do we try to uh, sleep away from the uh, the parts this uh, evening or just get a good night's sleep resting near them? I suppose you could take them back to your rooms and see whether I can't sleep. Mm. How quickly it takes to uh, instill itself in the mind. Of course. All right. So you return back to your rooms. You make your arrangements. Um, if you sleep with the simulacrum as you did in the beginning, then uh, you're fine. Yeah. Um, Third, uh, Theodore, if you get up in the middle of the night and walk back there and fiddle around, you don't see anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I will have you do a spot hidden roll. Oh, look at that. I got better. I went from 74 to a 73. <laughs> Is that a pass? No, that's a fail. fail. Again. So... It's cold, and it's colder now in, in the middle of the night. And as you're standing there, you get kind of creeped out. Um, it's just there's nobody walking around. There are still lights on here and there. That water is sort of just, you know, very sluggishly lapping. And after you're there for maybe 10 minutes, you just get creeped out. You feel like something's watching you but there's nothing there there's nobody anywhere around it's just that weird feeling that okay i yeah. i'm out here by myself maybe i yeah. need to go back okay yeah i'll yeah within the shadows you know definitely not loitering around anywhere where i can easily be seen i'll just head back then okay so you go back you go in there you all end up going to bed and you wake up the next morning uh you have your continental breakfast and uh open the paper to find out who was torn to shreds last night um and this morning's paper doesn't have anything except more of the same stuff the uh public unrest uh that some people are predicting that it's it's like a powder cake it it seems to be building towards something and it's gaining momentum this uh this uh, Venice in fear. Uh, the uh, government officials are talking about possibly having a curfew or a lockdown until the uh, 
until this these problems are solved. Uh, we but, need to get. Yeah, others are saying it's not. We're not ready for that yet. Yeah, we we should we should definitely plan to be leaving here as soon as possible. Yeah, you've got your schedules, so you know. Yeah, to stop the Brotherhood, um, if we're stuck here forever, you know. We are all killed in a partisan crossfire. Ugh. Okay, so what were you? When were you planning, planning on going back to Germanchi's? Eleven-ish. Uh, okay. Or whatever lunchtime normally is in uh, Venice. It's like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have a late dinner, ten o'clock. Uh, all right, so you go, you go back around noontime, and uh, it's pretty much the way that it was before. You see some of the same people um, there uh, playing chess and drinking coffee and uh, living out their miserable lives. Um, uh, you go inside, and uh, it's Mark. It's um, sorry, Antonio. No, Antonio is the old guy. Uh, Sebastiano. Yeah. Uh, so Sebastiano says, "Ah, I see you, my friend." Oh, well, thank you, thank you. We we returned. I brought some of the uh, the wine that that you you liked so much. Oh, well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So I I got a little curious about what you said, and I have uh, took some time early this morning and started looking through uh, the old journals and things like that. Uh, oh, for the most part, there there's nothing to them. There are records of products coming in and products going out and so forth. But come come to my office. I'll show you what I found. Oh, thank you. Um, and he pulls out this big, hefty ledger, and there are notes on dates and so forth. And you can see they're scribbles. They're, they're really hard to read. Um, how's your Italian? Uh, I rely on Dorian or okay. Theodore. So. Well, I, that's why I'm here with him. <laughs> okay, so Dorian came with you. Um, so Dorian, uh, he shows you this ledger. And it's old, and it's stained, and it's, you know, falling apart. Uh, but this is what you get out of it as you are, as you are reading it. The Legends of Marco Gramanci, 17th of September, 1917. It is terrible that materials are so scarce, and those that exist are devoted to the war effort. Surely a little clay and wax can be donated to the little girls of Venice. Um, in red, in different color. There is a yellow telegram tucked into a spine of the book announcing grandson Marco Gramanchi as officially missing in action on the slopes of Monte Grappa on November 22nd, 1917. From 23rd November to 23rd of December, 1917, no entries. The the red stuff is my stuff telling you what. <laughs> cool. <laughs> the, the, the list of unimportant stuff. 29th of December 1917 A terrible blizzard is raging over Venice We can be thankful that such storms have put an end to the Austrian and German advance 
until the spring at least. During the storm, friends tell me, lightning struck to the campanile of the Palazzo Resignani. I must go and see my old friends in the clock tower to see if they're all still properly doing their choreographed dance. Uh, no entries between the 30th of December and four, uh, 1917 and 14th of January 1918. Uh, 15th of January 1918. I have bad arthritis flaring up flaring in my left leg. I've never been troubled with such affliction before. I'm sure it will heal quickly as I have prayed to my namesake, St. Marco. Uh, 15th of March, 1918. I've just heard that Signor Resignani has died. The poor soul's body was not found for some days. He was such a recluse. God grant I did right. I hope I gave him peace in the final weeks of his life. Uh, 9th April, 1918. It's the is in a different hand, Grandfather Marco died in this day of old age. Pain and grief, God rest his soul. Do you huh. think this reference to a clock tower in the Corey F. Grant dance makes me think of automatons? And uh, Sebastian says, oh, oh, yes, there are there are quite a few. Uh, back then we did do, you know, automatons for uh, mostly for royalty, but sometimes for very wealthy people. And that's all the Ani family. Is it still around, or is this the last Rizzoniani who died? I think it was the last, but I'm sure the Palazzo is still there where he lived, and they probably, you know, it's been given over to tourism. Oh, did you uh, do you remember this uh, old gentleman, the Signore Rizzoniani? No, that's oh. my grandfather's friend. A... It was a long time ago. Yeah. I wonder if he had any uh, injuries to limbs himself. I don't know. Um, but if there is a, there, there are different types of you know, clocks and clock mechanisms. It does sound like there might be figures that uh, come out on the hour. Mm. Mm. Similar to uh, our German cuckoo clocks. Yes, exactly. Actually, they are Swiss cuckoo clocks, but we'll leave that for another day. Who do you uh, think taught them how to do it? But the Italians. <laughs> this is this is why the Swiss, you see, take all the knowledge and combine it, improve the craft. Uh, yeah. Well, they going to have you. Uh... This is uh, most most useful for my uh, friend Dorian's uh, hobby that he was uh, look, looking into and all. Uh, I I've been impressed with your uh, factory's work, and you know, I think I think we we will have a could have a very happy partnership. Uh, well, you have out, our you have our business card and. Ah uh... uh, yes yes yes. I've got a couple of aspiring lawyers I travel with that might be able to draw up the uh, contract and help help us out. I've seen them argue before. Excellent. So. And other than that, you spend some time with him, probably yeah. chit chatting and drinking and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what are the other three doing? Uh, Roland and Theodore and Gabriel. Uh, I, the we first know. Thing, Were you there? Were you outside, maybe? And... Uh, yeah, I don't think the five of us all piled in. That's a bit rude. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would be definitely outside. 
right. I, I, I certainly would want to uh, investigate the building in case we come out with the impression that the leg is inside, but we have to go in for it at night ourselves before the curfew comes. Probably we could only see two or perhaps three sides of it because one side is on a canal at least. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, older building, I would assume, maybe only windows higher for the most part. Well, we're talking about the Grimanchi place, yes. Yeah. We just got casings to join in case we have to break in yeah. and steal the leg. And I'll, I'll, when we get to the canal side, I'll, I'll cross a near bridge and, and take a look from the canal side of the, uh, of the building as well. Yeah, it um, it's an old building, but it does seem like you know it doesn't have any particular security. You do think, of course, that the upper floors in the building are probably where they live. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the uh, uh, canalways have walkways and some of them don't is this mostly straight into the water yeah on this side it's straight into the water but there are walkways around the other side mm -hmm. yeah so i think taking notes and making little sketches we could occupy ourselves while we wait for block and dabrowski to come out yeah. well, after after our conversation uh i'll uh politely uh Make my, my uh, exit. And he waves at you and like, oh. come back anytime. Oh, we will. We will. Oh. Come out and I, I uh, relay to the others what uh, Dorian read in the, uh, in the notes. So, hmm. Now, are there a lot of clock towers in Venice? There are quite a few. Most of them are smaller. Some of them are huge. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are attached to churches. Um, and, of course, people with uh, actual, you know, palazzos would, be, would have been very wealthy. So right. they'd probably have their own clock tower. I wonder if we could just simply research it at a, a major library, like, you know, big, famous clock towers or uh, just Venice. Or the guy that's uh, helping us out. We can do a family search. I mean, we have the family name. Yeah. And their crest, too, the, the cherub cradling the... Oh, that, that's that's Gamachi. Oh, yeah. I'm going to butcher this. Rezanani? Rezzoniani, that that family. Rezzoniani. Rezzoniani. Thank you, uh, Roland. Uh, the yes. Italian. It's it's not as a beautiful language as German, so it's a little harder to speak. But uh, yes, uh, Dorian, I believe uh, uh, the discussion indicated that the family is dead, and so there might be it might be a museum place which would make it easy to access. I don't imagine we can get help from Giorgio on a Saturday. They probably do not have the, I assume that the, the library at the uh, institution is not open on the weekends. Certainly not on Sunday, but perhaps not on Saturday either. So we just, but Saturday is a good day for tourists. So we find the Palazzo Razzoniani and um, maybe give them a few lira and have a look around. Yeah, if perhaps. they have a very big clock with one dancing girl, we have our man. 
Yes, we might. The uh, concierge at our hotel might know where it is. Ah, yeah. good point. Yeah, especially if they've turned it into a museum. I mean, they they'd want to advertise and let let tourists know that it was a museum to go visit. Yeah. Although if, this. I know, but if we ask the concierge, I just this is the paranoia brain talking. Uh, yes, if we ask the concierge where it is, and then we go, and then we suddenly check out, get on the train, and where we went was robbed, in a sense. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and uh, we, go, we go to the neighboring hotel's concierge, ask them, and pretend we're guests at the other hotel. Ah. Yeah. We might not even need concierge if the family is sufficiently famous. Oh, yes, Palazzo Rezzoniani. To or Campi this way, and then you cross to Ponti, and then you go through the t tunnel. I can never find anything. My Italian is flawless. Did you, did you want to ask somebody on the street? Sure. Okay. Uh, Dua, Put on uh, your charm, Thursby. Whoever's going to ask, do a oh. luck roll. Oh, find, yeah. the, find the biggest, meanest-looking oh. black shirt. And ask oh, yeah, I've, I've, got a, I've got a real good charm, and yeah, my Italian's rolling, and uh, I start, you know, uh, speaking Italian. Come aside. Hey, look, it worked. Really um, well. Oh, si, senor. Uh, si, senor. Not Spanish. <laughs> He's a tourist also. <laughs> uh, uh, he says, yeah, um, uh, you go to Campo Rezzonioni. And si? uh, uh, it's uh, it's there. You're, you can't miss it. It's a big red building um, with a clock tower in the middle. Si? Um, you want to find the caretaker. Oh, grazie. Uh, would he uh, typically be in a nearby building or in the same building? See, see. Uh, usually near the entrance, there'll be a cottage. And he says, you just straight on. Of course, everybody says straight on because they're joking because it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfectissimo. This, All right. Uh, it's reminded me of the catacombs now. We will find... Uh, a sleepy guard with a big belly, and he will tell us we only have a half an hour if we go upstairs and also meet Guillaume. That's it. I'm off the train. <laughs> <laughs> so you find that you do have to ask multiple people as you're going along. Mm -hmm. uh, and they all say, you know, so this way. And this, uh, um, sempre dritto. This, uh, straight on, this way. And you realize you are kind of winded going in and out of things and so forth, but you do seem to be making progress in a direction. So by around three o'clock in the afternoon, you finally can, you see, here's this big building, big bread building. And, uh, as you, it's, it's beautiful on the outside. It's got all the little arches and walkways and stuff on the outside of it. Um, all this decorated doorways and, and things like that. Um, you're pretty sure that this is it. You're also pretty sure that it's five stories high. 
mm-hmm. which is a pretty big, pretty big building. Um, there is a little uh, shack sort of attached to it on the side, and the front end of it is like a window, but with no glass. And uh, sitting on a chair, or you hope he's sitting on a chair inside the building, but sort of leaning <laughs> on the on the window, so looking out. Uh, is this rather old, um, shriveled up uh, man, uh, dressed in fairly plain clothes, and uh, he's just he's standing there smoking a cigarette, and uh, he just notices you. He assumes that you're just going to walk by, but uh, he seems to be. He looks like a caretaker. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, so we'll stop and. Uh... In front of me, my uh, first, I try in English. I was like, uh, sir, English? Uh, no capish. Uh, yeah, I look over at Theodore. It's like, uh, uh, uh go ahead, go ahead. Or I break into full translation. Okay, what are you trying? What are you gonna say? I go, uh, we are uh, interested in, uh, Looking at uh, the clock tower architecture of Venice, and uh, we were recommended uh, this this building by a, a few uh, residents. Um, let's see, um, Palazzo Razzoniani. Um, uh, yes, uh, I'm the caretaker. Uh, you can call me uh, Nono Fidele, uh, Grandfather Fidele. Uh, Fidel, all right. He says. Uh, uh, 20 lira, two hours. Okay. And if you go over two hours, I'll come and find you. <laughs> oh, okay. We definitely won't, won't be two hours. I wouldn't want to uh, inconvenience you, sir. And he says, you are free uh, to walk about. Um, most of the doors are open. If you come to a door and it's locked, um, that's private residence. Uh, nobody lives here. Uh, the uh, owner uh, passed away a number of years ago. Uh, of He was the last person in the house. So he was here all by himself for his last years. Oh. Uh, and he says, he sort of with over his shoulder, just sort of points like that, pointing into his, in his, into his shack, but he's behind him. And he's like, uh, the clock tower, uh, it rings every quarter hour. And mm. uh, you can see the, uh, there are figures that come out. Oh. Um, unfortunately, as so many of these campanile were built for these wealthy people, the campanile points into the central, um, you call it uh atrium area of the building uh not to the outside and uh it can't easily be viewed unless you are on the fourth or fifth story oh well because it was meant to be viewed by the owner from his room of course which is on the fifth floor Mm. and the fifth floor we can go there for the 20 lire well, you can go up there, but you can't get into his oh. private chambers. Of course, of course. 
there yeah. are and he he goes on telling you the style of the building uh little details like that that uh um he was a collector of statuary that there are hundreds of examples of statues that uh, both inside and outside the buildings mm. i i understand the last signore Rizzonioni was uh, a friend of the gramanci family oh yes probably yes the gramanci's probably uh worked on the clock tower it's one of the best examples in the city. What, uh, what sort of figures does it have? Is it the sort of milkmaids dancing, or is it allegorical with uh, old father times? It is, it is one of the more complex mechanisms. Uh, he says, um, He says there are uh, there are eight figures, and they come out two at a time to the center. Uh, there is a lass and a lad that come forward and kiss. Uh, there is a a lion and a Turk. There is a soldier and an assassin, and there is the angels of death and life that come out mm -hmm. everybody do you don't uh, do intelligence rules those those uh they oh. don't happen to be lifelike life signs are they stream yes Ooh. they are life signs oh did we have extremes well, yeah i got I next failed. i got an extreme when he when he mentions the figures, something halfway through his list of figures, you get the funny feeling you know what he's going to say next. And somewhere deep down inside, this memory is nagging at you about the angels, the, the death. The lad, the last, the soldier, the Turk, the lion, and the assassin. You've seen them before. In a dream in Lausanne, on the streets as you walked. That same thing. In fact, the lion in your vision sprouted wings and took to the air. And when you came into Venice, there was a lion with wings, the Lion of St. Mark. That's right. It all comes sort of rushing into your head. Mm. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, I have to close my door. Oh. We might be getting a little close to something here. So... Uh, one of us would have to tear the leg off the Turk and throw it over the Campanile Tower, and one of us would have to wait on the canal and catch it, and we're off. Yeah, we're out. That, that's it. That's all we got to do. Simple. Easy peasy. Well, we do know that upon getting close to pieces of the simulacron, 
that they give off very unusual properties and sensations. Yeah, this is a strange thing. It doesn't seem as though the illness or the attacks are based around this charming old redstone tower. But we go in and see. Yes. Uh, no, no, Fidele is uh, an older gentleman, I'm assuming? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. But and if we, you... Uh, if you continue to engage him in chitter-chatter, he also does mention that the, the last fellow who lived here, who died, uh, died in apparent agony from arthritis in his leg. Mm. And that he died in his place up there looking at the clock and uh, nobody knew it for days and days and days. So when oh. they finally found him, he was right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and oh, and excuse me. What what was his name again? You mentioned. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I'm not sure that I have a name. <laughs> he's the last. He, he's he's a uh, he he's Daddy La MacGuffin. <laughs> Eat that guy. <laughs> yeah. McGuffion. 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 Wait, wait, wait. I have a list of random Italian names. Um, how about Salmoni? Salmoni Reziani. Salmoni Reziani. Yes, uh, Sig Signor is not an Italian name. That's like a Mister. Signore is yes, Mister. Okay, okay, all right. That's not his name. <laughs> oh. Or I thought you said Salomone. Sal Salomone Solomon. Sal oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, I mean, uh, I'm ready to go see it. I mean, he, uh, yeah. Fidel, you've hyped it up so much as a masterpiece. Yeah. I. Well, right. enjoy yourselves. Ah, keep an, keep an eye on the time. Two hours. Hopefully, it'll be giant. Eight if times. you if you want four hours, you you I'll give you the price for that as well. Yeah, okay. uh, uh, and uh, no, no, Fidele, uh, were you uh, were you already working for the house when the lightning struck the company? Oh, I no, no, I was hired <laughs> later. After, uh, after 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 passed, they give old people jobs like this where we just sit around all day long and collect money. It's a very suitable thing. All right, if we don't uh, run out of air climbing all those stairs, we'll be out soon. And thank you for the information. All right. So when you when you enter. Um, almost immediately there, it's a, it's like hallway you enter into. Um, you get the first impression that this is not like a grand hallway. So there may be another entrance to the place for, you know, if he was throwing formal parties or something like that. Um, this is a smaller, you're guessing entrance for the servants. Um, because the first couple of rooms that you see that are open are small and look like they're probably servants' entrance or servants' rooms, and uh, 
uh, kitchen preparation area and things like that. And after you, you move through it for, you know, 30 or 40 feet, it opens up into a large courtyard. That's the word I was looking for before, this courtyard that's in the center of a rectangular building. Uh, at the north end is the Campanile, uh, which is the, the clock tower. And you can see it goes all the way up and out, you know, of the uh, top of the, the building. It's open in the courtyard. Uh, and you can see that there is kind of a semicircular protuberance at, uh, uh, where the track for the figures would be. And the clock is above that. But from down here, you can't really see much. You can see that there is a clock, but it wasn't meant to be viewed from down here. Um, the inside is more the inside of the courtyard is even more elaborate than the outside. Uh, it's very beautiful. Lots of archways and lots of, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call them. I was trying to look for the architectural name for them, but let's say, you know, like ledges that run around each level. And on the ledges are statues. And there are hundreds of them. All of them lined, some of them painted rather garishly. Um, but literally, it's row after row after row of statues going up on the ledge, all looking towards the center. It's, it's very beautiful, very ornate. Are they life-size as well? Well, a lot of them are, yeah. A lot of them are marble. Well, you think they're marble, like I see. Some of them are painted. Uh, is it uh, mythical scenes or biblical scenes or uh, casual scenes of daily life? They look mostly like historical figures. There are people in, in costumes, people in robes, priests, blessings, saints standing there. Some of them have discs on the back of their heads and and so and, forth. Uh, does it appear that there is uh, one stairway winding up? Well, or a when, you go, when you go into the building itself mm -hmm. from the courtyard, um, uh, what you see is one lavish room after another, and there are multiple staircases going up. Uh, things that walls are painted, walls are very ornate, there's a lot of gilt work. There's a lot of statuary inside. Uh, one thing that is interesting is all of the carpets have been rolled up and pushed up against the wall. A lot of the furniture is covered with dust covers. Um, so you're when you walk, you're walking on these marble floors, and it makes a real loud clickety-clack hmm. as you are walking. Uh, but you can see that some of the rooms are smaller. Some of them are ballrooms. Um, it's, it's, a, it's quite a little palace. Yeah, architecturally very interesting, but we have work to do. I suggest we take uh, a different, different staircase each up to find where we find the best view of the, the dancing dolls. Uh, and I hope we will not be compelled to break into the dead man's home, but... Perhaps only from one vantage can we see the piece that we need. Or perhaps it is still in the bed where he died. Mm. If this is the friend that Signore Gramanci brought the leg to, to replace his own. No, I thought it said a figure. 
It's yeah, it is a figure. Yeah. So I think it's a figure in the clock. Tower. Perhaps the lightning struck the leg of one of the beings. Yeah. Perhaps the angel of death, in fact, or the Turk also would be appropriate. Mm. All right, I'm going to take this one on the left. All right, I'll take the one okay. on the right. Oh. Um, all right, so you guys are going to start working your way up? Yeah, I'll, I'll go right with you, uh, Herr Block, if you don't mind. Ah, thank you. I will go with Kaz. I would like you all to do spot hidden. Oh, yes. Hard pass. Ah, damn. 78, Al. 81. 17 is 92. also a hard success. Okay. So, those of you who got hard successes, um, you're up to maybe the second floor, and uh, you're walking along, um, but you weren't with the others. The others are going another way around. They're in another part of the building working their way up. You notice, as you, you look at the campanile, um, you don't see any doors. There are some little windows going all the way up. Um, but it doesn't seem to be, it seems to be almost independently attached to the building. And when you get around to where, you know, it would attach to the building, it's just a solid wall. Um, I wonder if there's like a, maybe a hatch that well, you'd climb up a ladder to. You, you got, you got good rolls. So you go to the edge and you're looking out the window and you realize that it does look like there is a door, but it's all the way back down on the bottom floor. Uh, aha. You don't know if it's the only way in, but it's the only way then that you can see from where you are. Perhaps that door is where we want to want to go. I think that might be a very good idea. So Theodore and Gabriel end up going back downstairs while the other the others of you are going up. Or would 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 Gunther also be with us though? I think Gunther was in the I same was, direction. I, I was with you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you came with me. So okay. Dorian and and Roland are on us. Roland are up. So Dorian and Roland, as you're going up. Uh, you get to the third floor, the fourth floor. Uh, you check your watches, and you realize that you're almost at the quarter of the hour. And you can, I mean, at this point, you're on the third floor. You can see you're still looking up at it, you know, one floor or so. But you see the clock is beautiful. It's all painted. It's got astrological figures on it. Um, uh and you can see that that thing coming out uh, as you are standing there. Uh, you see that the clock strikes or the quarter. And as it strikes the quarter, um, you hear bells. They sound like small, tinkly sort of bells, not that small, but smaller bells ringing. And you see two little white doors open on each side. And what comes out uh, is the angel of death and of uh, 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 death and an angel. Uh, the death uh, figure has a scythe in his hand, and the angel is has a trumpet. And the two of them come out of from each side, 
they come to the front, they stop there for a moment, and then they go back. Um, you observe that both of them are uh, seem to have on robes. So Death has a black robe going to the ground, and the Angel has a white robe going to the ground. They Would go back. Victorian, that those were wooden uh, figures, wooden automata or metal. Uh, the paint makes it impossible. Yeah, they're they're brightly painted. Yeah. Uh, and, a little worn, but yeah. And the rest of you hear the clock chime the quarter hour. And which quarter is that? The three 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 twenty uh, three uh, three fifteen. Oh, yeah. So we have death and the angel at the quarter after. So we next expect that the, perhaps the lad and last to be at three thirty. We'll see if that's right. I don't think it's the lion. We don't have our leg. Can you see way over there, Dorian? Uh, I'll have a look. Yeah, it's from from where you are, because you're kind of on the opposite end of the building, uh, across the, the courtyard. Um, the courtyard's only maybe 30 feet across. So the figures are, are right there. And is it, uh, is there um, the courtyard, and then it goes up, and then there are internal stairs, and then external walkways with maybe arched windows onto the courtyard? Oh, uh, no. Actually, most of them are windows in the center with the ledges that have the statues on them. So, oh, yeah. so are, we are inside. You're inside. Right. Okay. All right. Um, Gabriel and Theodore, you get back down. And you make your way over towards the Campanile, and you realize there is a small wooden door uh, in the Campanile itself, uh, but it is locked. Hmm. Gunther, I forget. You don't know how to pick locks, do you? No, I, I only can force the door. We need Dabrowski. Ugh. Never around when... Can I see them through any of the windows? Do a do a spot hidden. Oh nine. Okay. Yeah, you think you can see them up on the third level or the fourth third level looking out the window. I'm gonna see if I can't get their attention. Um you guys do a, a, a you guys do a, a spot hidden from inside. Oh no! My rolls keep getting worse and worse. They keep going further up. Zero zero zero. I am too busy looking. You're already out. heading for the stairs going up to the fourth floor. I, I the only roll I have made is my sanity check earlier. Everything else is a failure. Okay. We're just, so yeah. You guys are heading up to the fourth floor. <laughs> uh, it looks like it looks like they're heading up to the fourth floor. Uh, <laughs> you might be able yeah. to. I, I don't know, Gunther. I think the two of us we might be able to, to get this door down. No, but we don't. We don't want to break it. Yeah. Well, what type of door is this? I mean, are we are we looking? Is it just a a, a latch that needs to be lifted, or is this is this a full on lock? There's a there's a, a padlock. 
Oh, okay. Padlock. Oh. It looks, it's not a fancy door. It looks like a utility door. Yeah. For maintenance, but. Uh, that would make a loud noise popping that. Yeah, let's, we need to. So I'll start running up to the fourth floor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, we need both of them. So, so maybe a couple of us can do uh, can do a uh, like a, a, a decoy in case anyone gets too close and starts snooping around towards us. I can feign a heart attack or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, there there is nobody else in the building. That's that's good for starters. Still, could have an ace up your sleeve. All right. So, I would like you guys to do a group luck roll. I have 56. I have 57. So, anybody got lower than 56? I I have 58. Higher than that. All right. It looks like country. Yeah, he's going to. 94. So as you guys are working and exploring and and looking around, um, you hear a distinct sound. It sounds like rain. Um, It's clouded, and you can hear the rain splashing off the building. it's very it's light it's not heavy rain but it is cold so being outside you're not you're not outside but the the inside of the building is pretty cold too they're not heating this whole building well the uh rain started i'm going to uh look for the nearest entrance to get out get out of it because being cold and wet is not a good combination okay all right so we'll say that at some point you guys meet up uh dr gabriel comes and finds you what would you like to do dr no wonder you are panting hold on take a deep breath relax a little bit we found the door a maintenance store that we think so many stairs Made in store that we think will lead into the clock tower. I tried to get your attention from uh, from down there, but oh, so we have to go down and up all the way again to the. Uh huh. Why do we have to go? You're a good young strong man. Why didn't you go yourself? Oh, well, I don't know. I figured. Well, actually, it's locked. We need Dorian. Uh, Dorian, you brought you have your hairpins in, I hope. Uh, yes, just from the two other times that I have locked thick doors. <laughs> but yes. So as well, you until guys, somebody else has a higher lockpick than one. <laughs> as you guys have met up on the fourth floor, um, another fifteen minutes has more or less gone by, and you are all across from the clock tower when it rings at half past the hour. This time it does something a bit more. Um, The first two that come out are the Turk, armed with a scimitar, and a winged lion, armed with his his front paws. Uh, They come around to the front of the thing, 
and there seems to be some sort of mock fight between the two of them. The uh, Turk automaton swings the sword, the lion dodges, and then the lion pounces on the Turk, and its head moves down as if it was ripping the throat out of the uh, Turk. Uh, and then the two of them retreat back into the uh, into the uh, mechanism, and then two more figures come out. Uh, it's a uh, a soldier armed with a sword and an assassin armed with a club. They also fight uh, at the front, and then the uh, the soldier wins, and they retreat. And it rings the half hour, and it is finished. Hmm. But you get a chance to see these other figures. Interesting. Put it in perspective, I have 40 in lockpicks, so I can give it a go. <laughs> any something looking legs on any of those figures? Well, the Turk had legs, and so did the soldier. The lion, of course, had lion legs, which wouldn't make any sense. And uh, the assassin was dressed also in kind of black robes and not uh, not fully... Uh, not articulated. Not articulated. And these were not cloth robes. It, it's kind of obvious they're statues or... Car material, yeah. Right. It, it, uh, actually, I'm not there to see it. Oh, you're not there. You're you're downstairs. So the, yeah, the with Turk and the soldier so far. Interesting, likely. And so they interesting also that they do the a, a, a whole floor show every hour with different pieces. The first you see, Naruto, the first set that came out was the, an angel and the death figure, and they did not attack each other. They did a little hello and goodbye. The fighting is new. Uh, everything is painted, so it's hard to say what it's made of. But we assume they didn't put, they didn't sculpt a robe and put it over a sculpted leg that's hollow inside. So some we can exclude. We st and we still have not seen the couple, right? It's a lad and lass. That's right. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, I, I wonder if any of these windows can open up. It might be a good thing to have someone who can see from outside if we could communicate while you go inside that tower. But I'm I gonna... mean, if you if you don't want to go up the tower, you can just say soakers. From from the fourth floor, you are directly across. Well, almost directly across from the the campanile. Um, not not perfectly across, because right next to you is the closed room where apparently the old man was found. Uh, but yeah. you're still at a really good angle. And yeah. yes, the windows do open. Good. So uh, maybe, Dorian, you practice your um, hairpin skill on the master bedroom so I can watch from exactly across the way. And then you go and climb the tower and grab the leg and we do the old three leg shuffle so that the uh, Fidele doesn't notice. Oh, yes, I can. Why not? Gives me a chance to practice. I assume there is very little in this palazzo that 
one could carry out, right? So car carpets are rolled up, the furniture is bulky and covered. It's not as though they have table settings or no. you know, there's, there's a yeah. silver to grab or... It's mostly furniture and statuary and, and large things, large carpets that are, like I say, are rolled up. Large, huge fireplaces that are spectacular. I mean, the whole place is quite spectacular, although it's run down at this point. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, Roland, are you going to stay there by yourself? And the others I, are going to go break uh, in? Or I'm inviting Dabrowski to open up the door to the, the apartment. Okay. So I can I watch from there. Theodore's already will... down there. Yeah, I'm down there with Theodore also. I'll give it a lockpick for him. It gives me a chance. To... <laughs> so, Dr. Gabriel, are you going down there as well? I, Maybe yes. I'll keep Nerud up here with me if he gets the door oh, open. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stay here with the, Roland. I'll try and open the master bedroom door for, or whatever, the apartment for these two, Then I will go down and attempt to open the door for the other two. Oh, okay. You're gonna you're gonna open up the private room. Okay, go ahead and do a. This is on, on my suggestion. I think that uh, I suspect okay. there's something about the view that is different. I I will attempt to locksmith. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm going to spend five luck. Okay, so you, you fiddle with it. And click it, it pops open. It's a big, heavy door. And there's no alarm? No. And there's no saber-toothed tiger that bounds out? Nope. And it doesn't smell powerfully of death or incense or... It smells a little bit of death. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you want to consider, reconsider Neroda, I understand. No, I, I, given, I mean, given the strange, um, the strange deaths, it's probably good for nobody to be alone. So I'll stay, I'll stay up here with you. Very good. Yes. Right. Thank you very much, Dabrowski. So we will wait in here. I'll see if I can open an apartment window that faces the courtyard and. The room right. is itself a little bit unkempt. There's layers of dust. Um, it's kind of grossly obvious that he died probably in that chair where the desk is, looking out at the clock. The bed is unmade. They just they got the body out and then they sealed up <laughs> the door. Hmm. So it's musty and it smells a little bit of decay. Is there a door opposite the one? I assume uh, there is not. Uh huh. All right. So I will open. I will attempt to air things out a little bit without being too obvious. And if okay. I can see the boys downstairs, but they are hiding from the rain, so probably I cannot. Okay. So as you are doing this now, the the rest of you are going downstairs. The uh, the rain trails off, but the uh, sky is it's it's. Uh, now probably approaching 345 uh and it's it's not dark but it's it's overcast and cloudy and it could rain again um 
All right, you guys go down to the uh, the base of the Campanile. Uh, Dorian, go ahead and roll. Could, see if you could can I open the lock. could I assist in any way? Maybe like shine a flashlight or sing an inspiring song. The the singing might help. Oh, solo mio. Pick that lock, Obrowski. <laughs> just trying to just trying to help you out there with that. Do I do I spend the eleven or push it? Or do oh. I attempt to push the lock? If you push it and fail, you will break whatever it is off in the lock. Yeah, okay. spending eleven look will take me down to forty-two look. Now, if, if, if you if you push it, I can go, go by the it. door where the guy would come in from, and I could feign heavy illness the second he comes in and scream out to get his attention. Uh, I don't want to. I'm gonna. I haven't done it, so I'm gonna push my luck. We're gonna push it. Yeah, I go by the door, <laughs> ready to to right. just do my best. My best impersonation. Of- well, it won't make any noise. What, is, just, what are they doing just, down there, Roland? I've, that's what I'm trying to see. <laughs> some sort of pantomimes themselves. Maybe they imitate the... Uh, 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, click. It opens. <sighs> the, um, the inside... What? Uh... The, it was padlocked, right? Yeah. I'll take the padlock so it's not hanging there. We get if we do get caught, we go. Oh, well, that door wasn't locked, you know. There's okay. Hanging padlock would be obvious. <laughs> so when you step inside, um, it's small. It's a it's a small tower, so it's a little cramped. There are stone stairs going up. Um, the stairs are not. Uh, perfectly made regular stairs like you you know expect nowadays. They're a little uneven. They're worn. Uh, they're stone, and you have to kind of hug the walls as you're going up. And there is a void in the middle that if you were to trip, fall, and lose your footing and go over in that direction, you would fall all five stories down and probably bash your head on the stairs as you were going. <laughs> so I'm not going to make you roll any kind of, of uh, crazy you know, roll to see if you make it, because I think you guys can walk without. But it is, it is precarious, you find. Um, up you go. Uh, you go up five flights, and uh, as you get to the top, there the stairs go up to a trap door. Okay. Okay. Push, push it. Uh, I assume it pushes away from us. It uh, yes, it pushes away from you. Okay. And you realize just as you are entering into the clock tower itself, and you can see the mechanism. And you can hear it clicking and whirring and doing things. And you can see there is a track, a circular track that goes outside. Um, it becomes, it's dark in here. There's not, not a lot of light because the little doors are closed. 
um, it kind of becomes obvious how the thing works. Um, the figures are changing places as they're, they're moving. Um, you can see that what's coming next is the lad and lass. Uh, they're going to be going out next. And it's probably been 15 minutes. Uh, and as you're standing there, you hear something click. A whirring sort of noise begins. You see the little doors open, and you see these. They're full-sized. Lad and lass go outside. Um, and and they, you lose sight of them because they're now outside, and you're inside. Uh, across the way, you're looking at them. The lad and lass come out. And they do a little dance, and they kiss, and uh, they do another little dance, and then they return back inside, and it rings. Now, for those of you across the way, the ringing sounds like ringing. But for those of you who are in the clock tower, uh, it hurts your ears. It's pretty loud. What sort of legs did the boy and girl have? Uh, the same dance. Well, he did. He had sort of like dancing legs, looked like with big socks coming up. Um, she had a dress on, so she just had like the bottoms of uh, maybe one little legs. foot moves, but yeah. So, so were <coughs> pardon me. So Gunther and and uh, so, so we're really close to the statues of the clock that come out well, not the yes you have to kind of step up onto the mechanism carefully because there's a lot of things you could trip and fall and yeah. get your foot wedged in and the mechanism of the clock is running so there are gears clicking and, and pendulum clicking back and forth so so we've been around a couple pieces of the simulacron before the sedefgar simulacron mm -hmm. so we kind of know the sensation the the feeling that that weird energy that comes off of it are are we getting any sense of that at all well i think that at this point the adrenaline is probably pretty high and you're nervous yeah and you certainly don't want to break this thing oh um I'd say you feel you feel you, quite a lot of tension, um, whether it's magical tension or not. You you can't really tell. Huh. Well, I mean, I'm going to go over to the nearest automaton and rub its leg, check it out, see if. I... Okay, you can see that the legs have been painted. Mm-hmm. Get out a. Uh... I always carry around my little uh, trick handcuffs and everything, so I kind of like use those, the little metal on it, kind of scrape the paint. Okay. Uh, you can see immediately, of course, that the lion's not going to be it. Yeah. Death, like... Death and the angel aren't going to be it. The the girl is not going to be it. So it's got to be the Turk, or and the assassin's not going to be it. So it's got to be the Turk, the soldier, or the boy. Okay. Uh, I'll go to the Turk first. Okay. Uh, his legs are painted white. There's a gold leafing on them. Uh, you start to scratch them, and you can tell that they are, in fact, made out of wood. Mm -hmm. okay. um, 
Dr. Gabriel and Roland. So, um, uh, Gabriel, so we saw first uh, angels of uh, the angel and the death, and then we had a duet at the half hour with four different figures doing two sets of battle. Right. And then only the lad and the last. So I guess on the hour, we see all eight figures and they have some kind of ballet, huh? That would, that makes, that would make a lot of sense. I wonder that if something would... they will do will give away what the piece is that doesn't belong. That was so important that it was stolen from a church. But we have 15 minutes. Is there any bookshelf in here? Uh, sure. And he was sitting at a desk, so maybe I'll see if there's something in the desk. Okay. Well, you're looking in the you look in the desk. There are there seem to be some papers, you know, um, things that you'd expect somebody with all this kind of money to have. Watsoniani uh, stationery. Stationery, yeah, things like that. Most of it's getting pretty old. Uh, it's dusty. There no are book some and books. Human skin. But no, no magical book, anything like that. Um, anything that says Gramanchi on it? Nothing. Um, how about you, Dr. Gabriel? What are you doing while he's looking around the room? What I'm doing is from the perspective of laying in the bed, like what like where exactly does the eye fall on the clock tower itself? Like I know it faces it, but I'm just curious where exactly. Right. It, I'm just wondering if there's any way to figure out where to be watching the ballet for a specific it, it, figure. It would seem that the room was constructed in such a way that the tower is right there. So the, the window itself frames the view. Um, okay, so it's, it's an expansive window. It's right, like and it's it's, it's big. It's there. It. Okay. Um, and I would like you to do a spot hidden. Oh four. Oh four. All right. So you are walking back and forth. You're getting your perspective on this, and uh, as I said, there are ledges with statues all over them all around There's quite a few statues within view outside there along the thing as you're looking at the clock tower something something catches your eye just out of the corner of your eye and it's one of the statues uh actually on your side of the of the courtyard and out of the corner of your eye, you, you glance over at it, and it something about it just just sticks in your mind. It's... And as you're looking at it, or as you're glancing that direction, the statue suddenly turns and looks at you and falls off the ledge down into the courtyard. It wasn't, it was not the clock tower. It just fell. It looked at me and fell. I'm going to start whew, take off. Okay, you you run out of the room. Yep. And I'm like thumbing through a diary from five years ago, like a sleuth. I've got ink on my thumb. <laughs> D -D 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 suddenly calls out, runs. 
do I hear a smash? No. Uh, okay. I Neruda is younger and faster than I, and I want to close the door. I'm going to see if I can wave to the clock tower. Yeah, they can't see you. They're they're closed inside. All right. I'm going to close things up and then move down. So, Gabriel, you run quite quickly down the stairs. <coughs> and Jim sneezes. Um, you get to the ground floor and you run out into the courtyard, which is kind of wet, you know, from the rain. Uh, though it's not raining at this point. There is no statue. On the There are statues, but there is no smashed statue i look up to where the one looked at me and fell um yeah there's there's a blank spot up there oh where the hell did it go you you almost in because you weren't looking directly at it you almost think that it it turned and looked at you and smiled before it fell. It was quite almost almost it was a definitely a person uh, looked like an old older gentleman. Uh, uh, but kind of gargoyly, I mean, kind of ugly, you know, perfect meant to be ugly. And that spot is just, it's just empty. And it's empty. And there's no smashed statue. And it looks like there's like statue, statue, yeah. empty place, statue, statue. Yeah. Do a sanity roll. Yeah. <laughs> 84. That's a failure. You just just take one point of sanity damage. You're very confused. Uh, Roland, did you come running down behind him? Maybe slower? Yeah, I wasn't running. I want to... Uh, we might have to come back. So I'm closing the window and putting the drawer back. And I probably peered out the window, so maybe I see a dry spot where the thing was. But... Um, Unless yeah. it's under... Yeah. There, there seems to be a dry spot on that ledge. It's not dark like the other, other spots. Now, from your point of view, you can't see the ground. Yeah. I mean, you can see a bit of it, but you can't. Not, you can't not, see straight. Not down. straight down. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Gabriel gestured in a direction and said he fell, and so I look and I see a dry spot. And ah, oh, that's strange. And I lock the door. If some latch on the inside or something to pull it to, and sure. then I follow him down. Uh, you know, one of us is going to have to run up the opposite tower, and it's not going to be me, so I'm in no hurry. Maybe each floor I'll look down and see if I can make out the people opposite or Neruda on the ground or to see what fell and broke. You probably can see Neruda on the ground by this point because he's round like a spring chicken. Where um, is it? I 
I don't know. It it it, it turned and it, it smiled at me and then it fell, but was it uh stone or metal or painted? I, it was painted. It was painted. Sure. But it was painted. it was obviously stone. It was very very light colored. And it had legs, yes. It had legs. Uh, it was kind of gargoyle esque. Could it did, did it, it have, have wings? wings? Did I see it with wings? No, it didn't have wings and it didn't have horns or anything like that. It was just very, you know, deep, wrinkly, ugly face. And it's just gone. Like it I mean it Yeah. It didn't fly away. It knew uh, that you were watching it. Maybe we have to go back to that room again. I want to wait and see the uh, hour chime before I come all the way down because it's interesting. You you can go get the others if you want. All right. So back up in the in the clock tower, Gunter, you have scraped at the boys no the Turk's leg, and you've determined that it's they're both wood. Yeah. What now uh, you tap it does it kind of give the wood because yeah. the legs are kind of like a porcelain that we're looking for. All right. Correct. Um well I'll move on to the uh soldier. Theodore and Dorian to a spot hidden. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. Yeah, so seventy-two. I've been 74, 73, 72. <laughs> Fail. Nothing for either one of you? No, and I can't, and I can't spend that much work. I'll have to have <laughs> work. <laughs> All right. All right, so Gunter, what are you going to do next? I'm going to go up, and uh, before I kind of scrape, I'm just going to kind of like, go tap it. Does it feel, does the leg feel wood? Or does it, you know. Which one? Like it? Uh, the soldier. Okay. The left leg. The soldier. Uh, you go up to the soldier, and you you you're tapping on it with uh, you said like, your like uh the padlock I grabbed. Oh, okay. Um, the left leg of the soldier doesn't sound like wood. Hmm. I'd still paint it, but yeah. And I will uh, take the. Uh edge of the padlock and just kind of scrape okay you scrape a little bit of the paint off and underneath the paint there is this deep purpley colored object and you're pretty sure it's the simulacrum's left leg okay i uh i look up i was like i think i found it However, you're not exactly sure how it's attached. Mm -hmm. It's Mm, been... What was my mechanical repair? Not good. (laughs) Uh, I'll creepily run my hand up up the leg up to the uh, crotch and kind of feel and look for feel for the seam. There doesn't seem to be as... What it seems like is that there's kind of a... up inside that there's been a, maybe a wooden structure that's been built around it to sort of house it 
and attach it to the other parts of the automaton. There's definitely a metal band that comes down the back of the leg and has been painted to look like the leg itself. It sort of cups the bottom of the foot mm -hmm. um, so that it can be moved by the mechanism. But it's, it's sort of partly incorporated into the mechanism itself. Mm -hmm. Could, um, do, do you think um, like a, a my good sized knife could help like pry or snap that out? Well, do a mechanical pull if you want to try that. Mm. I'm not overly good with that. Yeah, most people aren't. Yeah. Could I combine it with my knowledge of using the knife, which would be kind of a brawling type thing that, that I'm very used yeah, to? Your knowledge like, of, of using the knife isn't how to detach a mechanism. <laughs> True. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, I don't know if I'm going to be, yeah, that I might damage it. That might not be a wise idea then. Dr. Gabriel, were you going to go up? We, we know we're not going to damage the leg, Thursby. Th these things are indestructible. Well, I I would go up, but I fear by the time I get up there, the bells are going to go off. And like, I would rather just wait. And I'm also just, I don't know, having failed that sanity roll, I just keep, I'm like fixated on that. Yeah, you know what? What? Where did it go? Theodore, everyone's going to notice the legs missing if they look at it anyway. All let's right. just okay. let's just push this fucking statue over. <laughs> well, pushing it over. Let's let's give it. I'll, I'll okay. Give it, I'll give this a try because I don't. I think I would just fail. I don't think I would. Here okay. Go. Let's just try to. No, oh, that's not a horrible fail, but it's still a fail nonetheless. It's thirty-five out of ten. Oh, what, what were you trying to do, Theodore? I was trying to, um, with the knife, kind of pry open, dislodge the, the strap which attached the leg. So I, okay. I'm not like crazy trying to do damage. I'm just trying to like get it in there and, and you know, pop it open. And, and you part. failed. Yeah, okay. but not a horrible failure. All not right. as so, bad as earlier failure. <laughs> so you, you kind of try to, that metal bar coming down the back of the leg, you kind of wedge your knife in there and you're kind of prying at it and hoping, and you're thinking that you you might actually be able to pry the leg loose from the mechanism and you're, uh -huh. you're working it and you kind of have to wedge it and push it and you're turning the figure a little bit as this happens. And something in the mechanism kind of gets pushed and engaged and when it does, you hear the whirring of the machine behind you sort of make that distinct sort of click. You've still got like seven or eight minutes before the hour is going to change. Um, and suddenly it, it sort of clicks and begins to engage. And all of the automata begin to start moving into place. Uh, do a dexterity roll to uh, try and get out of the way me too because i'm probably standing right there oh, no, yeah, so. no oh because i am with them so i'm going 
got a great Dex, but I did the classic double O and then, oh, that's cool. And then another O. Oh, so you got triple O. Don't worry. I rolled an 82, which is also a fail. I I failed also 80 out of 50. So So you realize that the, the mechanism has engaged, but it has engaged incorrectly. And, uh, Roland, you're still across the way looking up. You can hear, uh, you know, the bells sort of, it's almost like something's shaking the bells a little bit. And then uh, what sounds almost like a spring popping, you hear, and these the mechanism begins to start moving inside the uh, thing, which means that the soldier with his sword is starting to swing that sword like it does in the mechanism when it's fighting with the uh, the assassin um you can uh, you can try to do a dodge roll. i think well theater is right there so theater do a dodge roll okay okay at least my dodge is slightly enhanced sort of slightly not much dodge dodge be nice dodge Oh, no, it's a 90. Oh, okay. I didn't dodge. So the, the sword itself is, of course, not really sharpened, but it gives you a good whack right on the side of your head. Yeah. Uh, you'll take one hit point of damage as it hits you. Um, it knocks you back. What are, what are you guys doing up there? Uh, Roland, you now are convinced that something has gone really wrong. Uh, Dr. Gabriel, you start, you can't see it, but you can hear the noise. Um, uh, Gunter and Dorian, what are you going to do? Is there there anything I can kind of like brace on and just, I'm a hefty dude and just kind of push on this statue. You try to look on something, do a, uh, do a spot hidden for me. Oh God. Hey, I pass. (laughs) Okay. You now realize that probably for maintenance reasons, there is a dead switch on the other side to lock the mechanism into place. You guys didn't see it before, but now it's disengaged and everything is starting to move. Um, you wanted to try to knock the thing over? Yeah, well, I, I mean how i i could probably look real quickly if it's like welded into place i'm not going to be able to it doesn't look like it's welded into place but you're going to try to use force to yeah remove Mm -hmm. the leg all right do a uh do a strength roll then come on baby oh 27 out of 60 is a hard okay so you managed to you just sort of are panicking at this point you grab a hold of the leg uh, you twist it and yank it. Uh, the mechanism pulls, and all of a sudden, it is as if all of these automata have sprung to life and begin their their movement and dance. The, there are swords, there are scythes, there are horns that are that are spinning, um, and suddenly the frickin' bell thing starts to engage and uh, bells start ringing. And in fact, as you're standing there, 
one of the bells breaks loose and hits the ground or hits the, the floor in there. Uh, but you do manage to pull the leg off. Only now the whole mechanism is breaking and falling apart. Uh, no doubt Nona is going to come see what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you have I think grabbed, it's time for... <laughs> you have grabbed the leg. To get out of here very quickly and swiftly. And... I think I'll, I'll, turn to, <laughs> I'll turn to roll and down, down from the courtyard. It's like, uh, do you think we should go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I... I'm in a tower. Well, you, see the, you see the the little doors opening and closing <laughs> and some horrible dance going on. You see the clock starting to spin the... Uh, no. I, no. There's only one way, only one reasonable way down from a tower and that's the steps. So I guess I'm going to head toward the steps. All right. Now... <laughs> I am because you guys are in a panic at this point. I am going to ask you to do that dex roll as you go down those treacherous stairs. Oh no! no. Oh Oh, pink dice! Can I? Can I? Yes. Right, just regular, but (laughs) can I push a dex roll? Sure. I can. Okay. You know what's going to happen if you fail, though? You're going to go down that middle shaft and hit oh, the ground. God, no. Why? How much do you want to, you, you don't have enough luck to spend? Oh, I've got luck. I failed on an 83 out of 75. So oh, do spend spend the luck. Don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the luck. Don't ah. be worse. Push it. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> no. I, if I wasn't right. going to die. What I, do you have to lose? <laughs> I'm. I'm going to spend the look. It will take me down to 40 look overall. So I will have the lowest look from now on. <laughs> but Okay, but you scrambled I do not the want stairs. to. I do not want to fall down the bloody oh, Ouch. Roland, are you coming downstairs yet? Or are you still up on the... <laughs> I think I'd made it down to about the third. And when I start to see the springs come out, I am thinking, ah, oh, this reminds me of a silent film I saw. Yeah, we have to get the hell out of here. They've broken everything. Uh, I will probably be closest to the entry, so I will try to intercept Nona, assuming that their heads don't start raining down from upstairs. Maybe all of the springs have cut some to ribbons. I don't know. But I will say, Nona, Nona, we saw a figure up there. Just, you know, if I get there first. Okay. My guess is that they'll get there first. Because uh, they're not having to run through the building, they're just coming down the the Campanile stairs. Oh, for some reason, I thought that the entrance was on the opposite side of the Campanile, but that's just in my head. All right. So the four of you get down there first, and then Roland comes up behind you. Uh, the bells are ringing erratically, uh, and you hear you hear the distinct steps of None coming click 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 quickly into the building. Uh, Gunter, what are you going to do with that leg? Uh, I was thinking about when he comes there, just hit, hit him in the head, knock him out, and just hit with the leg. <laughs> Wait, but, so before, th- this was a cold day. We all had big coats on. 
Oh, that's true. That's you do right. Have big so, coats on. Yeah, big coats. Oh, okay, and you're yeah. great at sleight of hand, I think. I am. I am very good at stealth and sleight of hand and hiding stuff. So you come right. You you're you're in the courtyard as he's coming in, and he's like saying, "What? What is happening? What is happening?" And he steps into the courtyard and he's looking up. Uh, of course, you can't really see anything, but he can see that something's going terribly wrong. The bells are ringing. Um, and he he looks over at the the door to the campanile and he's like, "No, that was locked. Why did you go in there? What are you guys going to do?" I'm going to try and fast talk him and go. So no, no, it, it was un- unlocked. We we went in and we started to go up, and uh, the clock started going crazy and it's so no, loud. No, 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 you you you've ruined it. I, I'm going to call the police. Policia, look, it's the communists. They're getting away out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be fooled by your nonsense. <laughs> it's just Doctor. It's just Neruda. What do you yeah, guys yeah. do? I'm I'm gonna hit him. Oh, you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're in a courtyard. We can knock this dude out. Get the. <laughs> so. All right. Here we, just knock him out. <laughs> what are you gonna hit him with? The leg. Hit him with the leg. Okay. <laughs> I would like to do anymore. a do a do a brawl roll. Tell me what your head aiming at. His head. Yeah. Okay. Uh, better not turn into a homicide. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll spend the 10 luck to pass. Okay. Now, let's say you're holding the ankle of the leg. Mm-hmm. So you're hitting him like with the femur part of it. Yeah, like the thigh. Um, and you, you hit him. Uh, you hit him very hard. Uh, he falls over. Uh he doesn't go unconscious, but he's he's fallen to the ground, holding his head. Uh, there's plenty of, of chance for you to go out. However, when you hit him in the head with the leg, oh, God. your left femur, <laughs> it feels like somebody has punched you like with a charlie horse right right below the buttock and it like it almost knocks you to the ground was your bad leg your left one or your right one uh oh Mm -hmm. uh right right leg so now your left leg hurts and and you you almost stumble. You're finding it difficult to. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got a cramp in that leg and a Charlie horse. Wow. Of you see this. What are you guys going to do? Okay, we have no time. Uh, let's. Uh, uh, we should give. Uh, we should uh, perhaps. What? How is uh, Nona Fidele dressed? Like an old man, just in a shirt and a jacket, and I I, I sort of want to. Pull the jacket up over his head. Okay. Both to protect him from rain and also seeing us and slow him down. Okay. And as much cash as we can have, shove it in there. I mean, it's going to take a lot of money to fix the (laughs) company lake tower. Right on this guy's day. And he's not knocked out, right? 
No, he's they not. Need to get, they need to get an anonymous check from the Thursday is, family. Is, is, is there a uh, pipe or like a not a pipe to swing with, but like because I have my handcuffs, I was using to scrape. I was just going to handcuff him to the pipe so he can't get run into the street. I think yeah, you can tell if you want. And the way you hit him on the head, he'll be down for a minute, and we just have to hustle out. And I will take the leg and put it under my coat and go whistling under the under the highway. Unless someone All is right. faster with this. All right. Maybe we someone need, else should help him walk. Yeah, that's We need why to I was send rushing. a letter to Dr. York and tell him to send money. <laughs> All right. So I, I take it to understand you guys are, are running out. Yes. Yeah, wow, wow, my legs, my legs, fucking legs. Where, where are you heading? Back to your hotel then? Yeah. Fleeing yeah. the scene, he also doesn't locking, locking no, no. it behind us as we go. You know, if there's a way to <laughs> I close have, the, I have money, but not that much money. Yeah, to bring it. You'll lock him in an abandoned house with the, the door behind him, and maybe in a few months somebody will find his body, starved to death, clawing at the... <laughs> I won't think about that. That seems like a sanity. <laughs> Oops, you're... you're... <laughs> Not not like a giant bar on the outside. Just pull the door closed to the museum. So all right, okay. Well, you get away. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, he has no idea who you are. Yeah, um, I think we're an interesting looking group of people, though. So we should leave town on the next train. Like, yeah, immediately. All right. So exactly you back, as you feared. You get back to the hotel, Gunter. You are somehow injured. Uh, it would seem that where you hit the leg, it was transferred to you. Um, you're, let's see, you are in Venice. The next train departure is at 4.51 p.m. 4.51 p.m. Perfecto. One after that would be at 12.51 a.m. after midnight. We need to get with all right, I'll, we'll say it's, well, it's approaching 4 o'clock, so you've got 51 minutes to get to the uh, train station. Can we do that? Are we, can, we, can we hustle and do that? I, uh, I think uh, if we, we might uh, go to the hotel and just take the limbs and have the hotel send everything on the next train so we are not held up. I, I we won't can ask the concierge. We'll, we'll just say that that can be arranged. <coughs> you you need to get out <sighs> as quickly as you need. You tell them that yeah. there's an emergency. No problem. Health problem. Orient Express, we can get all of your stuff on the train before the train leaves. Uh, Excellent. Uh, great care. Fucking leg. Okay. <laughs> so off you run with, uh, with the left leg and the torso and the right arm. And... Uh, <sighs> You get you get all of your stuff packed up and onto the train, and you are now heading towards Trieste, which you will arrive there in actually just a few hours. Looks like about four hours. Venice to Trieste, uh, four hours forty eight minutes. You will be arriving in the middle of the night. Well, wait, you'll be arriving at. Uh, 9.30 tonight. All right. And that is where we will end it for this session. 
Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you may have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Thank you.